Hello, hello. Hello? Do you do you recognize these voices? What? Who there? Who there? Something arises out of the dusk and the grim, swampy recesses of your memories. It's us. It's for the record. It's Tierney. It's Buggy. We're doing it. We're back. Did you miss we've us? We've shaken we've shaken off our Christmas fat and gotten over our Christmas hangovers and it's like we're getting started nice and early in the year on recording this on in mid-February. Mid-February. <laughs> Christmas is a distant memory and here we are in mid-February. Uh, it's uh, it just it's what it is for anyone wondering why we've been delayed. It's just your boys are busy. This is going to be a busy year, you know. So. And, and this year has fucking, like, not to mention, yeah, we have been busy. We're both getting married this year. We're yeah. both becoming grown-ups this year. But like, not to mention, this year has been fucking slow to start with the new albums, with the good new albums. It has. I, I've, I've started to wheedle out a few, which I'm going to talk about today. But like, fuck me, there was there was a solid three and a half weeks where all I was listening to was Philosophy by Bursum. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is how John yeah. stuff I have for, for new music. I'm just re, I'm just rinsing fucking yeah. Philosophy. Like, and this is not good for any man's sanity to listen to this album that much. Like. No, it really isn't. Yeah, so the idea of this episode, the first of 2024, uh, is just kind of to reintroduce ourselves. And what we're going to do is going to talk about the stuff we've been listening to. Assuming you've listened to other things aside from Philosophim. And, no. you know, a couple of things we're excited. <laughs> no. no. A couple of things we're excited what? about for this year as well. Sorry, no, I, that's a lie. I have listened to something else besides Philosophy. I listened to a lot of Detsamen Gangwar as well. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. 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 It's, so I just I, basically, the first four Barzam albums were my Christmas music, essentially. Of course. What, what else would they be? And speaking of Nazis, there's a new Kanye West album. Oh, Segway! Did you miss those Segways? Yeah. Did you miss boom. those Segways? Um, yeah, have you listened to the new Kanye album? I've listened to three songs from it and I really like all of them. Yeah. It's, um, some of it is quite good. I was amazed. From, from, from what I gather as an outsider who's only like, and I say outsiders in that I just haven't listened to the record. Like I'm big old Kanye fanboy, but the three tunes I've heard have given me the impression that it's going to sound exactly like what I think it's going to sound like, which is a bunch of kind of meandering, inverted commas, artsy, minimal, kind of progressive-y, hip-hop, semi-interlude tracks, and then one or two kind of old-school, real singly songs. Is that kind of what it's kind it's, of like? It's meandering. It's definitely not artsy. Um, it's really stupid in parts, like really stupid. And I think that he's actually, he's said some of the most kind of demeaning, like misogynistic stuff he's ever said on any record on it. But this is Kanye. Um, Hold on now. I, I, I re-listened to my vinyl of Yeezus and Life of Pablo only like two weeks ago. And like, there are some fucking lyrics on yeah. those albums. Like, I know. Sticking, sticking fists in women like civil rights signs yeah. and 
bleached assholes on his t-shirts and I know. Like, so there's looks worse than that on Vulture's one yeah just kind of really misogynistic yeah it's it's pretty bad uh, he can he tackles the the anti-Semite stuff by saying uh, I'm not an anti-Semite uh, I fucked a Jew or something like it's yeah it's it's some really base level shit but there are one or two really good tracks in it uh, so but do you not you know. do you not feel at this point though that <laughs> Like, I unironically love Kanye West, like, but I, like, I am worried about the man, like, I, and I am kind of, I'm over my concern to a point where, like, it sounds grim, but, like, you know, a part of me is just watching the fucking plane crash at this point, and I'm like, I've, I've, I feel like people have watched long enough to know the plane was going down, and no one helped, and now everyone's just kind of like, watching the fucking disaster as it unfolds. And I think I, that he, he, you know, he, he's obviously bipolar and he's getting these like really like these spurts of energy and like, oh, I apologize. I watched super bad and it made me not hate the Jews or whatever it was. You know, all this like weird, like semi-apology, semi-joke kind of. But that's the thing. Do you not feel like that's the point I was trying to make? I feel like at this point, with the fu- from everything from the Burzum T-shirt, <clears throat> which is like another ironic reason for this segue. You know, mm. uh, I was like, no side note. I was on my whole Burzum Christmas binge way before any of these Kanye like links started happening. Like when I saw the vultures, the the yeah. original. Yeah. artwork with the Barzum font just <laughs> like Philosophem. I was like of all the fucking times of year I decide to go on a Philosophem yeah. bender. Kanye does the same fucking thing. That's how like we're in sync Kanye and me maybe. But I, I just I, will... I feel like that stuff is really like edgelardy and it's like it's really leaning Do you it, not think he's do you not think it's more and more starting to feel like Kanye is almost made a decision to be like the fucking biggest heel in music ever it's like he watched a shit ton of, of like attitude era raw and was like you know what i'm gonna be like the f- fucking who was the fucking who was the biggest heel around that time uh, Angle? hollywood fucking. rock remember hollywood rock uh, oh my god he was horrible i think he's going for that like wanting oh, to be vicky guerrero yes he wants to be vicky, the vicky guerrero, guerrero. Yeah. yeah he's going yeah. for that like He's almost at this point, I think he's so he knows it's easier to go even deeper on the fucking because he's getting headlines either way. He's getting streams either way and he's burned his bridges either way and he's not fucking well. So no. it feels like he's probably just way more like, you know what? It's easier for me to just keep twisting the knife than to backpedal and try and pull it out at this point. I, ag- I actually I agree, but I I'm not sure that's something I want to celebrate personally. Oh, no, I'm not saying but, I'll celebrate it, but I still might like the tunes. I'm oh, not yeah, going to go yeah, out yeah, yeah, like, yeah. everyone fucking listen to this and Kanye mm. so misunderstood. Fuck no. I might, I might listen. You know, it's that yeah. meme of like the kid with the balaclava and the headphones on being like, shh, I'm listening to cancelled artists. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, can, you can do that. Like, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what about albums that I actually have listened to or albums you've listened to that you've enjoyed? Because you messaged me, you sent me a voice <laughs> note last week and you said your exact words were, I've just listened to the new Kanye West album and it's an album. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so stand like, yeah. by those words. <laughs> so 
uh, what albums have you listened to that you have more words for than okay. just that? So I've three in particular. Um, on the kind of retro listening, um, this is going to be linked to something we're talking about. I've whacked everything Nails have ever put out into a playlist and I've just been listening to it on repeat. Like it's what that full 45 minutes, the whole 45 minutes on repeat. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about them in a second. In terms of new records, uh, the Sprint album, they're an Irish kind of garage rock, noise rock band, a bit more garage rock than the likes of, we'll say, Just Mustard. Um, but yeah, that Sprint's record is really cool. Um, I've really, really, really been enjoying it. Um, I think there'd be a lot for a lot of people to to get from it actually, and they're like selling out their tour all over Ireland now at the moment, which is great, good good to see. Um, so that's one that I'm definitely listening to a lot. It's called Letters to Self. Um, the album that I have not stopped listening to, like since it came out, it came out two weeks ago. Uh, it's by a band called Fear Birds, and it's called Oxblood. It's um, on the Cancer Bats, Bat Skull Records. And it sounds like Cancer Bats meets Trap Them. And I, I'm obsessed. Like, I cannot stop listening to it. I think it's like, you know, even though it's fucking January or February and we've, we've said it's been low on the ground for like new releases. Mm. If Oxblood by Fearbirds is not in my top 20 come the end of the year, we will have had one of the best years of music in recent memory because it's an absolute stunner. I'm, uh, uh, you actually messaged me about this album, but I haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet. But funnily enough, you did message me about another album. Which, which I didn't bring up uh, because, yeah. <laughs> knew I was going to fucking bring it up. Yeah. I, this for me, if like you said, if this isn't in my top 20, then that'll be crazy because... I think what you're about to talk to about, if it's not in my top 20, I'll be surprised. Yeah. This yeah. new album from this German group, Slope. What? Wait, what? What? Where are they from? They're German, man. No. Uh, yeah. They're like... No, I'm like, they're oh, not. Nine, Google it there. I'm like I, 98% sure they're fucking German. Oh my God. You keep talking. That That cannot be true. Yeah, uh, I'm nearly certain they're a German band uh, called Slope, uh, signed to Century Media for their latest album, which is called Freak Dreams. And this is fucking brilliant because it's basically everything I love about Turnstile, who we just, if you ever listen to an episode of this podcast, we can never not bring up Turnstile. And this to me sounds like a band... And they've been around nearly as long as Turnstile, so I'm not saying they're copping Turnstile's these or anything, but they drink from the same well as Turnstile. But where Turnstile take a lot of influences from like hardcore and alt-rock and hip-hop and, and kind of gel them together in this like nuanced manner, Slope go like nuts deep on all of their influences. This is like, they call themselves hardcore funk. And I think that's a very apt description because I mean... This is like, it's like Turnstile with that proper shelter, leeway, 90s, alt-rock adjacent hardcore, but 
with huge Beastie Boys influence, not just early hardcore Beastie Boys, but even modern Beastie Boys. They have two vocalists who rap and really bounce off each other in a similar way to the lads in the Beastie Boys. And like you've basically got like a hardcore band embracing, like ob- almost obnoxiously embracing influences from Faith No More, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bungle, Primus, like uh, Beastie Boys. Huge amounts of Jane's Addiction as well, I think. S- yes, sorry. Jane's Addiction was yeah. the other one. I always knew I was forgetting one. Mm-hmm. And the all of this is put together by a band playing swaggy hip-hop hardcore. And like the musicianship on here and no shade at a lot of hardcore bands, even turnstile, but like the boys here, like have ludicrous chops that they're hiding behind hardcore. Cause there's tracks where they, they let their bass player go on full primus flea fucking Les Claypool bass slap funk solos, just proper like trippy psychedelic guitar leads. And this is like, I feel like I've said all of the facts about it. But like, what do you have to say? Because like, I mean, this they are German, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I fucking cannot believe that, man. I can't believe it. I thought they were from next California. Time, no, I thought they were from time, California. No, next time you listen now, because I knew they were German from the off. Next time you listen, listen to the voices and you will hear that yeah. German accent doing the American's twang delivery. It's gas, man. That, yeah, that's that's, that's hilarious to me. That's just that's hilarious. But um, this record is it came out of nowhere. So fucking cool. It actually didn't. I listened to the EP, which was made up of um, like four of the tracks that are on it, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I didn't, I didn't know there was an album in the offing. And fuck, next thing this thing appears, I was like, "What?" But yeah, it's like funk hardcore. It's like um. What's the turnstile song with the salsa rhythm? It's after escaping. Don't me. play. Don't play. It's like don't play, but expanded out into like mother's milk era red hot chili peppers or something. Yes. It's, it's uh, to me it sounds like it sounds like turnstile covering blood sugar sex magic. I'd go earlier, earlier chilies even, like you know, but it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's absolutely class. Um yeah, I, I Slope, Freak Dreams is the name of the record. And I just can't recommend it enough. It's uh, honestly, between Fairbirds and Slope, I feel like there are only 18 places left in my uh, top 20 already, which is which is crazy at this early point of the year, you know? Uh, anything else you've been going mad for? Hold on, I'm not done on the Slope. Oh, sorry. For sorry. We, we need to stay on Slope. See, I was doing a... I was doing like my, because I do like these genre checks at work. I have to like listen to everything and make sure all the genres are like in the right place. Mm-hmm. And so I speed, I speed listen through everything uh, that we get in stock. And if anything really catches my like ear, I'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll take a note of it. And I must say, man, when as soon as I heard like, 12 seconds of a tune off of Freak Dreams. I was like, what fucking album is this? Like, and I was, I was the same. It hits like so quick. Like, you and I've gone, it's in, it's unavoidable. Like, no, it was one of those cases where those 12 seconds made me write the album in my notes app in my phone. And then, like, later that night or over the weekend, I was heading to the shop and I downloaded the album. And as I left my gaff and I threw on track one, I wasn't finished track one. I got to the time change up 
in the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I remember like shaking my head on the street. And I was like, what fucking album have I just stumbled upon? And I've listened to a couple of singles off the album before it. And they go hard as fuck too. So I'm definitely going to be doing a deep dive on Slope. But this new album, I reckon it, it seems like it's their big swing for the fences. Hence, they've been signed to Century Media. Uh, so I reckon this album is going to garner them a lot of fans who like Turnstile will retroactively check out their earlier stuff, which I'm going to do. But I, I can't recommend Slope enough. If you like groovy, fun tunes, like even that, when the fact that the tra- opening track is really kind of funk rocky, and then the second track opens with that just chuggy, and the most over the top, oh, just for the sake of it it's hardcore for the fun of it not for the hurting people and exposing of demons it's hardcore for the crack like yeah which is it's it's my favorite type of hardcore hardcore for the crack it's so good i'm fully 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 in on it i think elsewhere I, i think it's crazy good elsewhere listening wise uh have you listened to this fucking new infant island album yeah yeah really cool it's on Secret really Voice, true. isn't it? Yeah, Jeremy Bohm, our boy from Touche Amore, his yeah. label. Yeah, it's um, really yeah, cool. really cool. It, it's 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 exactly what I expected it to be. It's like it's blackened screamo, like just like Portrayal of Guilt, but while Portrayal of Guilt play to the more far more metallic edges of that style, this is very much like a coalescing of black metal and screamo to a point where it's just a blur of the genre because mm. it's it sounds it's almost simultaneously black as black metal as it is screamo and vice versa like i think that possibly portrayal of guilt gives the wrong idea because it doesn't have that kind of evil no sound. portrayal of guilt are yeah. a unique brand of black yeah. and screamo they are to be fair they are but it, this, it definitely in like it's not a hundred million miles away but they don't have no. that evil but it, there's kind of a, a couple of the parts in it are kind of they have this almost beauty to them which is no, kind huge, of strange there's like an underlying post-rock element, definitely, that's like weaved amongst the like... Absolutely. Tremolo-picking, shrieking, blast-beating fury of it all. But it definitely like... It like it owes to like the modern wave of like fucking like Death Heaven popularizing the kind of black gaze. And, but it's like... It is a more screamo-leaning black type of black gaze. But it's... If you're into anything like that, that black metal, that like fucking loud, like post rocky screamo kind of early pianos become the teeth but far more blackened like mm. the, the obsidian wreath is the name of the album i think it's fucking ace man yeah i agree um another thing i've been listening to it's not a full album but the new track from higher power absolute bloom is the Fuck best up. song they've ever released tyranny 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 like it- 27 Miles Underwater was one of my favorite albums of 2020. Have it on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I really liked that standalone single, uh, Fall From Grace, from a few years ago. I've been so hyped to hear about a new album. Curious to see where they would go next. No joke. No joke. I have listened to Absolute Bloom <laughs> about 30 times. It's I, unbelievable. Like, I, the night it came out, I listened to it about five times. That was a Thursday night. The following night, I came back from work on a Friday. So having a few drink beers at home. And I listened to the song like four times in a row. I was like, oh, I need to listen to it again. I need to listen to it again. And like at work this week, if I've had like 15 minutes and I can't think of an album to put on, I've just thrown on Absolute Bloom like two or three times. I can't get... It sounds like if Sunny Day Real Estate were a hardcore band. It's so good. It is. So, the, so good. 
it's it, 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 and what's mad is I went back and listened to Soul Structure, and I'm like, it's crazy. It, the fucking progress from Soul Structure to 27 Miles Underwater was crazy. That was crazy. And shout out to Gil Norton for the amazing production on that. But mm. after hearing Absolute Bloom, I feel like we're ready for an equally fucking bonkers transition again. And, you know, listening to Absolute Bloom, this may sound a bit absurd, but and I never thought I would think this about Higher Power, but... I was listening to Absolute Bloom for like whatever number of time and I looked at my missus and because she was a fan of this other band as well before. And I hear Absolute Bloom and something in it is like I'm hearing the lower than Atlantis that I wanted to hear. Like I, the place I wish they could have gone. Like they, if they hadn't sold their soul and gone for cheesy FIFA rock that ended up breaking them up because they alienated their fan base and themselves. If they had actually continued embracing their go it alone and Jimmy world and quicksand influences and really kind of sharpen themselves as artists, I could hear them writing a song just like this. And I just like absolute bloom. And I never thought even with 27 miles underwater that higher power would end up filling the void that a band like Lord and Atlantis left me over a decade ago. Do you feel, am I making any bit of sense there? Huge amount of sense, a huge amount of sense. And it's funny, a lot of the people I've seen sharing the song around and, you know, saying how good it is, would be people who were, you know, on um, FarQ and World Record that, you know, Lord Atlantis are the best band in the world, like kind of people, you know. So I, yeah. I hear I hear that absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, um, we're going to keep this episode nice and short because like we said, we're just kind of getting the wheels back in motion, kind of re-oiling ourselves. Um, any gigs you're excited about this year? Oh, I wasn't done with my albums, though. Oh, Let me give Jesus. A, I got a few more. Let me give a quick shout out to, go, go, I've go, just go, been go. rocking this for the last week, The Chisel, what a fucking nightmare. You don't look, I think it's unbelievable. I it's fucking, think that's very much early in the year syndrome. I think. I it's, know, it's, man. I, it's I, cool. I, I've been, I've loved all the singles and now hearing them all together in an album. I love it, man. The album bounces from like hardcore to oi to like fucking like almost that UK 82 fucking like pub rock kind of street punk. It, it's fucking really cool, man. And mm. it's catchy and angry and it's fun and it's unpretentious as fuck. I really like it. I was really stoked on the singles when I heard them like at the end of last year. And I think it's fucking banging. I've also been vibing on... The Infernal Sea, Helfenlich, uh, this like fucking like retro black metal band from like up the north of England. This is like their third album. They put out one like every four years uh, they, or six years even. They take their time. The, this is like old school thrashy Celtic Frost, but like modern nasty black metal raw production and the whole album is written from the point of view of the Witchfinder General. It's just mad fun, evil, over the top. I am the Witchfinder. Black metal. It's fucking great crack, man. Um, and then hype-wise, my Math Rock Bay's golfer, Emo Math Rock Beauties, they got a new album coming out and we are so close, so close to Job for a Cowboy, Moon Healer. Yeah, the it's fucking coming. A decade-long follow-up to Sun Eater and the singles off it have been unbelievable. So I'm so pumped for some hallucinogenic tech-deathy madness. And 
even though they haven't been announced, I am dying for the new story so far album, which I know is coming this year. Mm-hmm. And I am also dying for the new Playboy Carty album, which he's oh, yeah. released yeah. so far. And they're all really cool. Uh, he's actually rapping in his own voice on a lot of these songs, which is really weird because at first I thought it was a feature. And then I kept waiting for Playboy Carty to start rapping and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, this is actually him because he's not doing like a baby voice or his whole lot of red. Like, yeah, he's like actually just rapping. And it's really interesting and fucking dope. And Travis Scott's on a cut and the production is ace and really looking forward to seeing what he's doing with this new album. Uh, and he keeps teasing that it's coming soon. So hype as fuck for that. And your favorite band, a band I hate, but uh, I'm still curious to see what they're doing. Idols, they have a new album coming out Friday, which I know you're so hyped to hear, but I might just give a listen in passing. I am not going to listen to it. I can't wait. I love Idols so much. They're great. You're so wrong. Uh, So happy and excited for a new album. Tank, here we go. That'll be out actually by the time this episode is out. Or it's out the day this episode's out. We'll review that for our next episode. uh, You're not going to make me listen to that. No? Do you not want to do it for an episode? People? Do the people want to hear it? Yeah! Oh, no. Let me think about it because we might end up falling. No, we'll do it. But you're giving me one then later on, dear. Okay, fine. All right. We're versatile. I give you one. I get you. Give me one back. Yeah, that's good. I've already been at fucking gigs, boy. Of course you have. You live in London, you cunt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true that. I. When was I last t- talking to you on the pod? Uh, I mentioned I went to Betrayal Again. I mentioned I went to Betrayal Again. Pause. Yeah, I talk we about talked about that. Yeah. Uh, health. I talk about going to health. We did. Yeah, class. So this year, uh, I went to Foxing uh, doing the Albatross. 10 year anniversary tour Which their debut love. album love it was awesome because I've seen them twice before but it was like touring the third album so literally only got like two cuts off the Albatross and always was annoyed that I never saw them earlier to get to hear the deep cuts off that debut so to hear them do that in full was unreal and not only that but they never came to the UK or Europe on tour with their fourth album which annoyed me because uh, they were like they had some issues going on fund wise or something Okay. So they even said it after they did the debut album in full because it's only a half an hour. They literally were like, we're sorry we didn't get to come over to promote our fourth album. So here's a few songs off that to make up for it. And they ended up playing like more than half of the last album as well. So it was a great fucking show. And then I went to Spanish Love Songs and Heart Attack Man uh, a few weeks ago. And that was, um, yeah. I saw them both last year. I saw Heart Attack Man headline and that was great. And they were a mad fun support act. I love that band. Finished with Freaking Nature this time, which just shows they opened with it the first time I saw them headlining. This time they finished with it and it's like, it's turned into what we knew it would. They tore the roof off the electric ballroom. It had to, man. It had to. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so unusual nowadays, I think, to hear a band you know, of their size, no disrespect to them. They're like, they're, you know, they're a sizable band in their scene. But writing a song that you just know, like if Blink-182 had written it, it would fucking tear the roof off of every arena and stadium that Blink-182 are playing. Like, you know, it's just, it's a really, really top tier pop punk song. Yeah. And to see Heart Attack, and it was a case of like seeing a band you've already seen headline that you love do a sports set, it's always going to be too short. So when they were like, this is our last song, I was like, yeah but 
Then they went off. And when Spanish Love Songs came on, I saw Spanish Love Songs last year supporting Hot Mulligan and their 40-minute support set fucking destroyed me. So <laughs> I went in a little more mentally prepared this time, uh, but it, it, it only did so much because, yeah, seeing them headline... Um, the Electric Ballroom, which was sold out, and they even said this is our biggest headline show to date in our career. Is it? Uh, yeah, they even they made really? a point to mention mm. that. That's that's, that one, that's pathetic. Like that band yeah. shouldn't like you. Know, anyway, that's a different conversation. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, and he said before one song, he was like, "This is for every stupid piece of shit that ever fucking doubted me," and I it like hit me in my yes. chest. I was like, "Yeah, yes, you Dylan. fucking yes, Dylan." Yeah. You you own that moment, Dylan. Like you you've earned all of this. Like we've heard it in your songs. Like absolutely, we know how far you grinded to get here. Like and you could see it in his face. Like he was fucking over the moon. Like overjoyed. And man, they, and it was a perfect set. Like like not nothing from Giant Sings the Blues, which I which is fair enough. It's their debut that no one really listened to. Mm. I love it, but they the set was predominantly. Brave faces, everyone, and no joy. But they did like they did all the singles from Schmaltz, uh, like Bellyache, uh, Boy Considers His Haircut, uh, fucking Buffalo Buffalo, which was the highlight of the set for me. Uh, but then they did another couple of like deep, deep cuts, like they did uh, Beer and Nyquil Hold It Together, which I wasn't expecting. And man, like, yeah, just fucking outstanding set and and i love when a band are like we're um you know we, we we don't want to do the encore thing because it's really played out and you've got places to be so we've got three more songs for you this is our last song and nice. also cool shout out they mentioned at the end of the show i think it's already sold out now but they're playing lafayette another venue in london uh as a side show when they play slam dunk this or, or uh 2000 trees this summer that's right and they're yeah. doing and they're doing Brave Faces, everyone in its entirety to make up for the fact that every time they tried to come over on tour with that album, it kept getting cancelled because of COVID. So yes. yeah, it was Spanish love songs accomplishing, like winning the Super Bowl like I wanted it to be. And just just to say finally, fuck me, do the songs on No Joy sound mm -hmm. joyous. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of joy when they play those songs live. And coming up, I'm trying to lock down a ticket next week for Fiddlehead and MS Paint. It's so they're doing two shows in London. They're both sold out because I'm silly, but I'm on the waiting list for both. And I, I've prayed to the the hardcore gods to sort me out there. And then I'm not looking at any other shows until after I get fucking married. That's very fair. Um, I have Botch coming up in March in London. So yeah, super excited for that. They finally confirmed that it is going to be their final run of shows ever. So chance to see Botch, I'm not passing it up. I'm going to see Greg Pujado in March as well in um, Dublin. So that'll be fucking sick. Um, Wolves in the Throne Room are playing in Limerick, which is going to be amazing. What? Yeah, Wolves in the Throne Room. Yeah, that's going to be fucking I, class. There's someone throwing gigs together in Limerick. Like, like I mean, you saw fucking Scowl and going yeah. off last year. Yeah. I mean, they are, I saw they're up to some cool shit there, man. Fucking props, man. Yeah. And full ahead have played there multiple times. Seriously, yeah. there's someone do doing the right fucking job in Limerick. That's fucking sure. And the big one for me then is November. Uh, I'm going to Damnation Fest in Manchester. It's the UK exclusive of Nails. 
it's been headlined by Cradle of Filth doing like a an old classics set. Uh, the good which, stuff. The good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. pretty much. Yeah. Um, which I'm excited about. There's like uh Fuming Mouth, fucking um Gay Creeper. There's like all sorts of cool shit happening in it. But but the big one for me is literally one of my favorite bands of all time, Bleeding True, playing This Is Love, This Is Murders in full. And I could not be more excited. Like, I cannot wait. And to get to see Nails, man, like, what? It's going to be so sick. Nails might be the thing that fucking really entices me because, like, I want to see Todd Jones telling me like I'm not his friend and a piece yeah. of shit for 45 you, minutes. I really you will do. never like, be one of us and just fucking kick the shit out of me. Yeah. Like only nails, nails are the only band that can make like lyrics and song titles that sound like Mean Girls quotes. Yeah. Sound. <laughs> you will never be one of us. Yeah, like uh, their next album could conceivably be called "You Can't Sit with Us." Like, and you yeah. know, like, yeah. What, what's it would what's fit. that one? Uh, I don't want to know you. I don't want to know you. Know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. But like, but like, I wouldn't say that to Todd Jones' face. Fuck. No, 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 no. I hope he doesn't hear this because he might like no. kick the shit. We're, out we're the joking. We're, we're joking, Mr. Jones. Thank you for your immense work yeah. on the latest yeah. terror album. It, it, it made terror sound more terrifying than they ever have. Uh, well yeah. done. Yeah, so I can't fucking wait for that. But um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this year. And obviously loads of new music, plenty of podcasts with yourself. We've some cool ideas. Apparently we're doing idols, which makes me a bit sad but okay let's let's do that fine i think um, we owe the people to come back with our first album episode and have it be one that will genuinely involve blood sweat and tears <laughs> this will not be a this album's good isn't it this album might damage our friendship a little bit like yeah. you're meant to be playing the wedding but like we'll see how that goes i will see how much you end up charging me depending on how this fucking idols episode yeah, the, goes. the price could go up and up and up <laughs> yeah 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 like yeah. I just thought talking to your missus just like um, why are you charging him a grand because I want him to not be able to pay me because I don't even want to look at him fucking idols I, I can't even look at him yeah no. uh, that's actually something I wanted to say as well that there is a possibility this year just with everything we've gone on as we've mentioned we are both getting married and you know all of the stuff that that involves that the release schedule might be as consistent as we had it last year because we were we were pretty good last year we missed a couple of weeks but we we were pretty good so just to be and on I the lookout for that you know it, it, it might be a little scattered and we're getting classer at podcasting anyway so there might be fewer episodes but they'll be classer because we're just yeah. getting better and better we so, really do have good shit planned. So do stick around. It's going to be a mega year. 2024 should be a good one. That's been the re-intro episode. Nice and brief, nice and short. Thanks for joining us. As always, my name is Tierney. His name is Buggy. This has been For The Record. Music is the best. Yeah, and we're the best and you're the best. Here's to 2024. Bye.